Hey, Shaleen. Sorry for the sound of my voice getting over the flu while I'm listening to episode 520, which has been my all-time favorite episode that I've ever heard. (laughs) We recently moved my mother in with us, and it was supposed to be where we took care of her half the year, and my brother took half the year, but it turned out that she's here 24-7, and it's a blessing, and yet the hardest thing we've ever done. And I wish I had this podcast episode before we took all the steps we took. So helpful. Oh, Carrie, thank you so much for that message. And thank you to so many of you who've reached out about Friday's episode. And that was episode number 520, I believe. Either way, we'll have a link to it below in the show notes. But it was the coolest thing. I got calls from my friends from all over the country. My husband, Brett, has heard from so many men whose lives were touched by his father, you know, being a football coach for so many years. Just so many cool messages from those of you who are either about to deal with this or you've dealt with this or you're in the middle of it or it's just, it's life, right? And it's a powerful episode. So if you haven't listened to that, if you have parents who are aging or caring for a family member, like when it's not just a short-term thing, but like a long-term thing, I hope you'll listen to Friday's episode. Today, though, we're talking about you. If you've ever said, why do so many people in my life end up hurting me? Why do people always do this to me? Why am I constantly being taken advantage of? Why does this happen to me? You really need to listen to today's episode because that's what we're going to explore. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. If those are the kinds of questions that you often have, and some of these others, I think it's really important for me to kind of go through these because it will help you to identify if, in fact, this is what's going on for you. So I'm going to go through a list of questions. And what I want you to do just in your head is answer whether this is sometimes true, always true, or never true. All right, here we go. Number one, you tend to feel kind of sorry for yourself if things don't work out the way you want them to. And instead of making a big deal about it or going directly to the person, instead, you'll kind of just feel sad or depressed and hope that other people might notice so that you don't have to have a confrontation. When people tell you that it seems like there's something wrong, you feel like it's your right to feel that way. It's your right to be sad or depressed or down or blue, even if you know that it has an impact around the people around you. You sometimes label yourself because you feel like it helps others to understand that things are tougher for you. Like you'll, for example, let people know that maybe you have post-traumatic stress disorder or that you struggle with anxiety. You're quick to let people know that you struggle with depression or that you had a horribly horrific, abusive childhood or that you've recently come out of an abusive marriage or relationship. And you do this to kind of let people know this is who you are. Not that it's something you're past, but it's you tend to let people know that this is what you're going through or what you're in the midst of or how you define yourself so that perhaps they'll be a little more gentle with you. People sometimes accuse you of being too dramatic or too sensitive or blowing things out of proportion. Sometimes people have said that you're 
selfish or you feel attacked sometimes, like they believe that you're maybe lazy or entitled or that you read too much into things. You believe that you deserve happiness. And when you don't have it, it's not because of something you've done. It's because usually just the bad luck of other people who are in your life or the bad luck of circumstances. It can sometimes feel like the world is against you. And it's hard not to take it personal, like a personal attack when things don't go your way or when people don't like you. It's really hard to see opportunity or blessings when things are not going your way. You will rarely disagree with people or share your opinion because you feel like you won't be heard. You hate confrontation. And you rarely will ask for help even when you need it until you get to the point of no return. Because you hate confrontation, you will sometimes act in a way that's passive aggressive, like the silent treatment, or maybe gossiping or sulking or demanding an apology or just waiting for an apology instead of letting people know what they've done wrong. When you do confront someone, you find it difficult to describe what's happened other than to chalk it up to them, quote, hurting you. Because of your track record, it's hard for you to trust people. And in fact, you'll sometimes do things just to test them to see if, in fact, they are working against you or with you. Even though negative circumstances often feel like it's out of your control or someone else is doing, you still tend to beat yourself up and you believe that you are destined to be in this position or that you deserve it. When people wrong you, it's hard to let go and just move on. In fact, quietly, you often contemplate revenge or maybe even think about buying a billboard to let people know how crappy this person is. And it feels like a further betrayal when others don't see what you see. You have a hard time moving on you often feel disrespected. You're a realist, so you plan for the best, but you really expect the worst. In relationships, it often feels like you do more than the other people, although you often find yourself being accused of being a taker. You have a hard time negotiating or compromising because it feels like you're not being heard or understood, so you often feel powerless. Because you want to do your part to be likable and get along, you often push down feelings and conversations and allow your anger and resentment to build up to the point where you may say or do things that you later regret. In most situations, it feels like people just don't see you or truly appreciate your talents. You often notice that when there's a person of authority, they play favorites. And because you're not a, quote, brown nose, it's rarely you. You really appreciate it when people own what they've done wrong to you and apologize, but it feels like that rarely happens. In fact, more often than not, people expect you to apologize when you haven't done anything wrong. Generally speaking, you think people are often too optimistic. You see yourself as a realist who understands that life just isn't fair. If as you heard me reading off those statements or those questions, if you found yourself relating to and agreeing with a lot of those statements, there's a very good chance what's going on here is an unidentified victim mentality. And you see, the thing about having a victim mentality, hold on before you hit pause or feel like you're tricked into this, 
I want you to think about how those responses made you feel. Like if you related to a lot of them, you may not realize that what you've been doing is creating a mindset that's kept you safe. I mean, that's the real reason why we think a lot of those thoughts, because they protect us. They reward us, as a matter of fact, because when we feel like the world is kind of against us or other people are against us, that forces others to take care of you. So it's a very comforting place to be. So before you reject the idea that there may be just a little bit or maybe even a lot of victim mentality going on in your head, let's talk about some of the reasons why we think this way, because it's not all bad. Like we do this to survive. Some of the reasons why we have this line of thinking is because it forces other people to kind of take care of us. And that's a very common way for people to survive, especially those of us or those of you who may have been raised or your childhood or your background was such that no one looked out for you. No one took care of you. So you had to figure out a way to do it. It also forces people to feel sorry for you, which means they care about you. And if, again, you grew up in a household or in your past, people showed you that they didn't care about you, owning this type of mentality or having this victim type mentality, think about what a victim is. It's someone who who needs help, someone who needs to be rescued, someone who's seen, someone who's cared for. When we have a victim's mentality, we're less likely to be criticized. People are less likely to be upset with us if we've told them in advance that we need to be handled with kid gloves. It often makes us feel like we have the right to complain. More often than not, you get what you want. So that way of thinking, that way of behaving is actually rewarded. Even if you're doing it on a subconscious level, it gets rewarded. It can feel like you're a very interesting person because people want to hear about your stories. At least they tune in and they listen. And that makes you feel like people care. Also, you'll never get bored because there's always some kind of internal drama going on. If you're feeling sad, you know what you don't have to feel? Anger. And anger scares us, especially for women. We've been taught you you can be sad, but you can't be angry. You can cry, but don't you dare raise your voice. You can sulk, but you don't get to tell people what you deserve. So take a moment now. And think about the way you responded or related to those questions. And maybe you didn't relate to them, but you were thinking of someone else who might need to hear this episode just to identify how it is they're thinking and how that thinking that they believe is serving them, how it's actually holding them back. Because here's the irony. Thinking like a victim actually isn't protecting you. It's holding you back. You've become the ceiling and potentially your worst enemy. But the good news is self-awareness is the first step. And hopefully you've got some of that just by listening to this episode, just by really thinking about those questions and asking yourself how closely you relate to them, like how true did those feel for you? And you know, that's really honestly the most important thing you can do with this episode. Like literally, if you want to change, go back and listen to those questions again, those statements and answer them as honestly as possible. Because if you really do relate to those, if you really do catch yourself thinking that way, then it's no fault of your own. But being aware of it is your first step to making a change. 
Because if you want more for your life, if you want to be a winner, if you want to be an optimist, if you want to be happy, and I know you do, you've got to change the way that you think. Changing your body doesn't change your life. Changing where you live and how much money you have and all of these things, that doesn't change anything permanently unless you change the way you think. When you change the way that you think, everything freaking changes. Most importantly, your happiness. And as I've said in so many Shalene shows, like, isn't that what we're all after? Like, isn't that why you're working hard? Isn't that why you're looking for the perfect mate or thinking about having kids or whatever it is that you're thinking about doing or trying to do or working towards every day? Ultimately, aren't you doing that because you want to have a happier, healthier, fuller life? I know the answer is yes. So why not do the thing that is going to create the biggest change possible? And that is called looking in the mirror, being self-aware, and deciding today enough is enough with the victim mentality. You know who's responsible? Me. I am. It's up to me. No one's going to ride in on a white horse and save you. No one's going to give you an award or pat you on the back or recognize you. None of these things are going to happen. It's up to you, and you have to do it because it feels right by you. You can't keep pointing your fingers at other people because that's the safe way. Remaining a victim does not allow you to ever win. Victims are never winners, and I want to be perfectly clear about that. When I say victims, certainly you can be a victim. You could be a victim of abuse. You can be a victim of a tragedy. The difference between being a victim and staying a victim is your mentality. It's what you're identifying with. Do you identify with the thought that you are someone who's been victimized, who is still a victim? Or do you see yourself as someone who's a winner, someone who's conquered, someone who's broken free, someone who can't be held down, someone who's in charge of their own destiny, someone who's forgiven and moved forward, someone who does not harbor regret or resentment or blame? Those feelings, feelings of regret, feelings of resentment, feelings of blame, feelings of anger, those feelings keep us stuck. Then we get caught up in a pattern where we're repeating behaviors and actions and decisions that reinforce those negative beliefs, those beliefs that we think we have to protect ourselves, but they really keep us stuck. They also fuel inactivity, like you don't take risks, you don't put yourself out there because you don't want to get hurt. But in doing so, you're staying stuck. The good news is, whether it's uncomfortable or not, you've already stepped into step one. You've already begun to realize that you've got a little bit or maybe even a lot of this. And that's like the most, it's just going to get easier from here, I swear. Because you've already made a decision, I know, that you want more for your life. And you're willing to sit in that for a moment and realize, gosh, I have been thinking this way and it has not served me. If you are not where you want to be, not even close to where you want to be, my friend, today is a day you take personal responsibility for your life, for your future, and for where you're going next. It is not your fault what's happened to you in the past, but how you deal with it moving forward is 1000% your responsibility. You have to take responsibility for your life. You have to take responsibility for the people who you're in relationships with, for your own achievements, ambitions, and most importantly, you need to take responsibility for the things you haven't done and the people you have blamed. This does require a degree of vulnerability, but guess what? No one is going to think less of you. 
Listen, Lifer, I have a favor to ask of you. While you're listening to the show right now, can you just take a screenshot of it and then share it to your Instagram story or your Facebook page and be certain to tag me? That way I can check in with you. I can find out what you loved about that episode. And it's just a really cool way for me to connect with the podcast tribe. Also, don't forget, we've got a group of like-minded people that are waiting to meet you. It's called the Pod Squad. It's a free Facebook group. I would love for you to join. You'll just have to answer a few quick questions to prove that you are actually a listener. It's really simple. And you can connect with people who are a lot like you and maybe even make some friends in your city. And lastly, When you leave a review for the show and we either read it or play your voicemail recording of that review, always remember to send an email saying, that's me, that's me, and I'm ready to claim my prize. Then what you'll do is take a screenshot of the episode where your voice or your review was featured and you want to send that screenshot in an email to Show at gmail.com. So simple, so fun, and thank you as always for supporting. I love you. And here's a little interesting thing that's also probably going to be a little tough to hear, but people know this about you. They know you think this way. Even though they agree with things you say, and it feels like you've got their support and their love, and they take care of you, and they've never told you you've got this victim mentality, but they know it. Everybody knows it, and you know it. So what's the point in trying to hide it? It's not attractive. You don't know any incredibly confident, successful people who you also characterize as being victims or having that victim type mentality. These are the people who say, I've tried. I just can't get a job. I've tried, but nobody likes me. I've tried to be build female relationships. I've tried to have my kids respect me. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. A little dose of tough love from Shaleen. I got to tell you, it's not cute. It's not attractive. And most importantly, it's not freaking helping you. So how do you bust through this? One of the easiest ways to break out of it is to just start practicing gratitude. And you've heard that a million times too, but maybe today you'll freaking really hear it. And how do you have gratitude when you feel low, when you've been in the habit of negative thinking? Well, you can start by just asking yourself, no matter what bad thing is going on right now, ask yourself, Could it be worse? Is there someone out there right now who's got it worse? And the answer is yes. So when you think about that person who's in a much worse position than you, ask yourself at this moment, what are you grateful for? Are you alive? Do you have people who love you? Are you smart? Do you have a smartphone? Do you know how to use the internet? Do you have the ability to do nice things or something extraordinary for someone else? Do you have the ability to make someone laugh? Are there people alive on the planet right now who you love? They're alive and you could reach out to them? Like you have so much more to be grateful for and it's nearly impossible to be in a place of self-loathing and to be sad and depressed when you're counting your blessings. It's impossible to do both. You can't be grateful and miserable at the same time. Here's the next thing you have to do. You have to forgive. You have to forgive every person that you've been keeping a permanent file on who has wronged you. And it's very easy to get wrapped up in thinking that forgiveness is about allowing someone to do something that's wrong or that forgiving in some way is condoning something that they've done wrong or that if you forgive someone that makes you less powerful. False. Nothing could be further from the truth. My friend Mia lost her 
19-year-old son just a year ago. He was at a Halloween party, and I won't get into particulars because I think there's still a legal case or a, what do you call it, a criminal case pending. But at this Halloween party, he was murdered by someone no one at the party knew. Mia told me that it took her all of three days, two or three days, she said, to completely forgive the man who murdered her son. And she recently said to me, I just can't imagine what happened in that poor man's life to fill him with such evil and rage. And I pray for him and I forgave him immediately because I knew I needed to. She needed to because she knew if she didn't, she would have stayed a victim. Not only would her son have been a victim, but then that man, the murderer, would have continued to hold their lives hostage. And I'm not saying that that helped her to immediately get over it, but it was she had the ability to do that. It was her decision to turn it over to God, that it was not hers to judge him, that by forgiving this man, she was able to give herself and therefore her husband and her two remaining children a gift. I love this quote by Catherine Ponder. She says, when you hold resentment toward another, you're bound to that person or condition by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and get free. Do you really want to be linked to someone who hurt you? Who you believe victimized you? Do you want to be held down by them? Do you want them to continue to hold your life hostage? Because as long as you don't give them forgiveness, you continue to be linked to them. And I know these things are easier said than done. Like it's really easy to say, start with forgiveness, but it's literally, it's a practice. It's you catching yourself having those thoughts, identifying them, being aware of them, being honest about them, and then making a decision about what you do with those thoughts, practicing gratitude. Here's the next thing you can get in the habit of doing, and that is helping someone else out. When we're really low is when we are most likely to have thoughts like a victim. What if you responded in love? What if instead of thinking of ways that you could you know, be passive aggressive or create revenge or just sulk or mourn or, or feel down or bad for yourself? What if instead you said, I actually want to feel better? I really do want to feel better. And nothing makes us feel better than going out and doing something nice or useful for other people. Ask yourself, how can I be of service? How can I be of value? Who can I be of value to right now? Who would I love to help? And you know what? Who the best people are to help? People who are not expecting it. People who it it's almost hard for you to be nice to them because whatever, maybe that's someone you need to have forgiveness towards. What if you were just to do something of value for them? How would that make you feel? Let me tell you, it feels freaking phenomenal. It doesn't mean that you're condoning anything wrong that's ever happened to you. It means you're taking control of your mindset, which means you're taking control of your freaking life. You know, the other thing you have to do You actually have to give yourself a break because often this negative thinking that we have, this victim thinking, we do that because we don't believe in ourselves. So it's easier to think of ourselves as someone who needs to be protected or to have our guard up so that we're not hurt. But instead, why don't you just realize this is part of life. This is to be expected. I've got to roll with the punches. 
This is life, y'all. Nobody owes you anything. No one's going to rush to your defense. No one's going to toot your horn. No one's going to give you recognition or a special award just for showing up. You don't get the corner office. You don't get the big raise. You don't get all the breaks just because you've been here the longest. You're the oldest. You're the tallest. You're the cutest. You're the one who shows up to work on time. You're the one who always helps mom and dad. Nobody cares. No one is going to give you a reward. You have to be responsible for you. And you can't do things expecting that other people are going to save you because, boo, it's up to you. So look in the freaking mirror. Stop pointing fingers at so-and-so and such-and-such. And and this circumstance, well, if we hadn't lost our job, well, if this company hadn't folded, and if this person hadn't left me, and if this employee hadn't embezzled for me, stop pointing fingers and just freaking move forward. The more time you spend dwelling on this, the more energy you waste and the further behind you fall. And you've got big things you want to do. You've got big dreams. I know you do. So stop wasting time keeping score, thinking that life is supposed to be fair, making your case for how you got screwed. Newsflash, no matter how sullen and depressed and anxious and passive aggressive and pouty you are, It's not going to change how people feel about you. No one's going to come to their senses and go, oh, we were wrong. She was right. It ain't going to happen. You are entitled to nothing except the things that you create, the things that you do. And guess what? Even some of those you'll be entitled to and, and you still won't get them because we're really not entitled to anything, but we are obligated. We're not entitled. We are obligated to be our best and to do our best and forget the rest. It's literally that simple. So stop keeping score. Stop wallowing and wondering and wishing and hoping and praying that life is going to be fair because it's not. But life is good. Life is rich. And you are blessed. You are blessed beyond measure. It is crazy the incredible amount of blessings that are coming to you, coming your way. Every single door that has closed, there's no time for you to look back and wonder why that door closed. It's an opportunity for you to step forward, to do great things, to forgive people from your past, to respond in love, to do nice things for people who aren't that nice, to be the bigger person, to have bigger dreams, to raise your own ceiling, to make a decision, to choose, to choose to be happy, to choose to be a winner. I love you. I really do. And I want you to love yourself too. I want you to love yourself enough to make this the year that you move forward. The year that you rid yourself of these negative thought patterns. I know you can do it. You know you can do it. So let's just do it. Hi, this is Brooke Powers, Vice President at Smart Life. And I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products that we have. It's our push journal. And we created the Push Journal because we know that you want to be making progress towards your goals. And in order to do that, you need a better system to hold yourself accountable. The problem is you've tried countless planners and journals and nothing seems to stick, let alone be effective, which I'm sure can make you feel defeated. We believe it shouldn't be a burden to keep track of your productivity and hit your goals. We understand that motivation, organization, and sticking to a routine can be a struggle. We've motivated and helped thousands of people to identify and set goals and stay focused on daily tasks that increase productivity that actually help you hit your goals. 
Does this sound like you? This is all you need to do. Go to pushjournal.com and order your push journal set. And while you're waiting for your journals, download the instruction booklet at pushjournal.com to get an early start on setting your push goal and to get a little taste of how the system works. Stop wasting money on goal setting journals or programs that don't stick long term. Instead, find confidence in using a push journal for life. Trust me, you'll be addicted just like me.